Before we dive into today's episode, I want to introduce you to The Cobble Group, which is our sponsor here at the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. You know, one of the most frustrating parts of being a commercial real estate investor can be finding and leasing your next deal. And that's exactly why you need a brokerage partner like The Cobble Group. The Cobble Group is a commercial real estate brokerage based in Tennessee, helping buyers, sellers, and landlords navigate the world of buying, selling, and leasing commercial properties. Whether you're interested in office, retail, industrial, or some specialty type of commercial, the Cobble Group has you covered. While the firm largely focuses within the state of Tennessee, they've worked on projects from new construction development in Kentucky all the way to single-tenant net lease investments in Texas and can likely help you with your next investment project. Check out their website at thecobblegroup.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-U-B-L-E group.com or reach out directly to the office by email at office at thecobblegroup.com. Now, let's get into today's show. This week's episode originally aired on our YouTube channel, which you can just find by searching for my name, Tyler Cobble, on YouTube. So if any references don't quite make sense, feel free to check out the show notes for a link to the original video. Here we go. In this video, we're going to discuss the three types of commercial real estate that you should consider buying after coronavirus. Commercial real estate, like many other industries, has taken a serious hit from the coronavirus shutdowns. Businesses have found it difficult to afford their lease payments since they've been forced to close. Residential tenants have struggled to pay their rent because they lost their jobs. And commercial property owners are having to deal with the fallout on all fronts. And while some commercial asset types will struggle to recover from this downturn, there are a few that will actually thrive in the post-coronavirus world. Up first, we have micro-apartment units. A subtype of multifamily real estate, micro-apartment suites are residential living units that are smaller than your average apartment unit, right around 200 to 400 square feet. Efficient design is of utmost importance for micro-apartment units since they're often studios intended to accommodate a single resident. Apartment complexes housing micro-apartments are often very heavily amenity-driven, promoting community among the residents and providing space for activities. You know, as long as you're socially distancing. Younger residents find significant value in this style of apartment living because they can spend more money on experiences and extracurriculars instead of rent. So why will micro-apartments thrive? Well, micro-apartments have already been trending over the last decade or so. With a smaller footprint comes less rent, which makes these units far more affordable for the average tenant. And that's good news for landlords and investors too, because they can actually charge higher per square foot rates on these suites while keeping the overall monthly payment lower. Micro apartments are not only a more affordable option for tenants, but they can also be significantly more profitable for landlords. Up next is last mile warehousing. Last mile warehousing is a subtype of industrial real estate. These warehouses are the final stop for packages before they land on a consumer's doorstep. In order to deliver these items as quickly and efficiently as possible, last mile warehousing is often located within a city's urban core or in high-density residential neighborhoods. So here's why last mile warehousing will thrive. E-commerce has risen dramatically over the last 10 years. In fact, many of the largest chains in the world, like Sears and JCPenney, have filed for bankruptcy because they haven't been able to pivot or keep up with the latest trends. With a rise in online shopping comes a rise in shipping and receiving. After all, 
If consumers aren't picking up their purchases at the store, they have to get them somehow. And that's where last mile warehousing comes into play. Last mile warehousing is an essential aspect of a retailer's offering now. If they're unable to ship to consumers on demand, there's a high chance that consumer will purchase the item elsewhere. Coronavirus has caused a spike in demand for delivery, which is a convenience that only seems to grow. Since last mile delivery is usually over 50% of shipping costs, it's crucial for these logistics companies to be as centrally located as possible to their destinations in order to keep those costs low. The third type of commercial real estate that will stay strong in a post-coronavirus world is neighborhood retail. Neighborhood retail is largely made up of the smaller strip centers and standalone buildings that service the needs of the surrounding neighborhood. They're often anchored by grocery shops, drug stores, restaurants, and daily conveniences for consumers. A wide variety of businesses can locate within these projects, including dentists and professional services offices, so the tenant base is not exclusively retail, even though the property is technically retail. Here's why neighborhood retail will stay strong, even though retail in general has struggled in recent years. Neighborhood retail is very different from big box retail. These centers are often smaller, with the largest anchor typically occupying around 5,000 to 15,000 square feet, as opposed to the 50,000 square feet or more seen by the big boxes. Thanks to the smaller suite sizes, Neighborhood centers are far more flexible with the types of businesses that may occupy them, which makes them easier to maintain higher occupancy rates. Neighborhood retail also provides the daily conveniences that the residential occupants in the immediate area seek, which has helped keep these tenants more recession-proof. What we certainly know is that commercial real estate investing has changed. The world that we lived in at the beginning of 2020 is not the world that we live in today. So whether you're an active or passive commercial real estate investor, it's important to keep that in mind. Real estate investors have certainly seen their fair share of ups and downs throughout the years, and our current environment is nothing different. However, those investors that are willing to get creative and pivot their investment strategy will continue to see success in the future. There are plenty of deals to be found out there as long as you're willing to turn over those rocks and think critically about the pros and cons of each investment. So there you have it for the three types of commercial real estate you should consider buying in the post-coronavirus world. Check out this video here for five ways to invest in commercial real estate with little to no money. And don't forget to like and subscribe for more investing strategies, leasing and management tips, market updates, and more.